Welcome to Confidence Rockstar Podcast, a place where you will find inspiration, motivation, and let's say, kick in the bottom to take action and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Alex Grzybek, and I'll help you quiet that little voice inside your head saying, you can't do this. So you have the courage to go for what you've always wanted on your terms. Every week, I'll bring you some confidence golden nuggets, present an awesome interview in order to empower you to step up your game. It's time to choose happy and shine. It's time to become a confidence rockstar. Let's dive deep. Coming up in this episode... Trust that people are good people. And just because your, you know, the last months or years of your relationship weren't so good, at some point that your ex-partner or your ex-husband wife was a good person that you loved. And just because it went wrong, it doesn't mean to say they're that bad person. They're still that good person inside somewhere. Um, underneath all the arguments and the sadness and the cheating, perhaps if it's in there, there is fundamentally a good person who probably doesn't want to fight either. Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome to the next episode of our podcast, Confidence Rockstar. Today I have something special for you because I'm bringing to the show an amazing guest, Tosh Britton, who will talk about how to rockstar your divorce or a breakup so you are not left on the rocks. So let me introduce our guest to you. Tosh is leading coach specializing in transforming the divorce and separation experience through the use of mindfulness. Tosh is a founder of and director of Divorce Goddess with over 15 years experience in both practicing and teaching mindfulness. She has been featured in the Sunday Times and the Weekend FT, as well as working with BBC, ITV and Sky, amongst others. As a reconnection and divorce coach, she is passionate about integrating mindfulness into the work of professionals who support separating and divorcing couples. An inspirational speaker, she runs training workshops and best spoke training packages, as well as offering one-to-one sessions to her clients, reducing anxiety, overwhelm, and conflict in families going through this process. She's also a podcaster. Her podcast, Divorce Goodest, features guest interviews with experts on all aspects of divorce life, incorporating kindness and mindfulness. So I'm so happy, Tosh, for having you here with us. Thank you for being on the show and welcome. Thank you, Alex. It's lovely of you to have me on the show and I'm really happy to be a guest on your amazing podcast. Thank you. All right, Tosh. So I know you have an amazing story to share with us today. So I would like to ask you if you could tell us your story, if you could share your story with us. How did you become a divorce coach? How did you end up in a place where you are right now? Thank you, Alex. So, uh, okay. 
I was sitting at my kitchen table one day and my soon-to-be ex-husband then um, basically emailed me saying, I don't think I've got any money for rent. And I had two children, two dogs. I had a life. I hadn't been working for a bit. And I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And I just thought I'm going to start writing. And I thought, you know, I'd write a blog, which I started doing. And about six weeks later, I ended up on lots of TV programs talking about a kind of divorce and uh, mediation. And um, I got over like 100,000 hits on this blog. So I thought what I was writing was probably resonating somewhere down the line. And people used to sort of go, ah, oh, divorce goddess and have a little laugh about it. And I was like, oh, you know, it's, you know, it's what it is. And, you know, it's just being a good, kind person. Anyway, and I uh, used mindfulness to get through my divorce. And at the same time, we pretty much went through bankruptcy as well. So hit by two double sort of whammies in life. And I just kind of like meditated. I really put some work into being more mindful, knowing that I couldn't, you know, worrying about the future and going over the past wasn't going to help where I was um, you know, each day. So I just thought I've just got to get through this process, be a kind person to myself, to my ex, um, to protect our children as well from the process. And I, I then trained to be a, a mindfulness teacher as well. So uh, I really kind of learned authentically from the bottom up. Uh, and then people were saying, my God, you know, you're so cool about all this stuff. And, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to own this. So I trained to be a mindfulness teacher, taught mindfulness in schools uh, to teenagers, to those living with and uh, beyond cancer uh, and privately to um companies and divorcees as well and I sort of came back to Divorce Goddess after my all my mindfulness training elsewhere and I was like actually I really want to help women and men going through divorce as well because you know there are a lot of people out there it's always fraught with anger and um, disappointment shame sadness grief bitterness you know all these different emotions and I had that light bulb moment when I was the, the beginning of my divorce and these friends were saying, oh, you've got to go to court. You've got to get all you can. And I just remember feeling really sick about the thought I had to go after somebody for money and be really angry and fight. And I had this light bulb moment where I just thought, I'm just going to be kind. I'm just going to absolutely be kind and compassionate and I'm going to do it differently. So Divorce Goddess, this whole sort of story came about just from really <laughs> in a very large nutshell, that moment where I had that that literally blinding light bulb moment, which went, just be kind, just be kind through all of this and trust that if you're kind, then, you know, whether you're into karma or whatever it is, that um, things will be okay. And uh, so, yeah, that's how I became a divorce coach. Wow, this is amazing story, and I really, you know, respect you for uh, for for sharing this with us and for what you just said, um, because you know, a lot of people when they go through a breakup or a divorce, they cannot find this kindness, right? This is like all about being, um, mm. you know, arguing over money or over everything just for the sake of doing it. So can you tell me how do you help women and men who are going through the divorce to do it with 
kindness, to do it with respect for each other, and to do it with the confidence as well, like, you know, that everything will be fine if we are kind to each other. Yeah, well... Uh, lots of questions in there, so I'm going to try and remember and work through them all as well. So um, really, the one of the first things I do with my clients is I ask them to write an intention. Now, they either independently write an intention of how they want their divorce to go, or they write one together and they both sign it if they're able to. And it's really sort of setting some parameters because when, when you separate and you get a divorce, like your whole world gets thrown up, you know, and I, I refer to our lives as being like Tetris blocks. You never know which part of the floor is going to drop away. You never know how things are going to change. And this is like every part of your life, but you still have to get up and function for your children, you know, your work, if you're working. And so setting an intention, so at least you kind of have even a basic framework of going, actually, do you know what? I just want to have a good divorce. I want to come out of it with as as less anger as possible. And, you know, and obviously if you can, I, I always encourage people to communicate with their ex as well. Don't be afraid of saying, listen, write an intention. If they laugh at you or they go, oh, what are you talking about? That doesn't matter. Every time you ask, every time you put in place the intention to be kind, to be positive, to move forward, it's like this little layer comes off. And and when these layers come off, you can, you know, if you write a journal through your divorce, so I encourage people to do that so they can really see and they can flag up where, you know, things change for them. And even in like a week or two weeks, like life can change. It has this incredible, um, yeah, incredible ability to change. And when we least expect it as well. And, and one of the things as well, if I hope I'm still answering your questions, is really for, you know, the more we try to control an outcome, the more, you know, it's almost like we're blocking it. So sometimes we just have to trust that if we just go, do you know, what? I really want a good divorce. I'm going to be a good person. Just trust that this stuff will happen. I'm quite a big believer in the universe as well. Some people may say it's a bit woo woo, but you know what? It worked for me absolutely and still continues to. And, and I really believe that, you know, you, you're a good person. You put it out there and you're good and kind and respectful. You know, the universe is not out to punish you. So, um, that would be kind of one of my, my big um, bits of advice as well. And to trust, you know, trust that people are good people. And just because you're, you know, the last months or years of your relationship weren't so good, at some point that your ex-partner or your ex-husband wife was a good person that you loved. And just because it went wrong, it doesn't mean to say they're that bad person. They're still that good person inside somewhere um, underneath all the arguments and the sadness and the cheating, perhaps if it's in there, there is fundamentally a good person who probably doesn't want to fight either. I think that's answered your questions. <laughs> Tell me if it hasn't. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's very, well, it's very mature what you are saying. And I believe like it comes like, you know, with experience, because, uh, you know, you decided that you didn't want to have a rough experience uh, with your divorce and you help others do the same and it's it's working. And you work with mindfulness and like the intentions and the trust and believing that people are really good people. So, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. 
And I would like to ask you from a different angle right now, because, you know, Mm -hmm. the title of the podcast is Confidence Rockstar. And I would like to connect your experience Mm -hmm. and the coach as uh, with confidence. So, you know, many people when they go through divorce, I think like most people, uh, maybe especially women, but I can be wrong. When they go through divorce, their confidence hits rock bottom. They don't feel worthy. They think that their life is finished. How to believe in yourself when you go through a divorce, how not to lose yourself in the process, how to kind of, you know, what would you say to a person who is going through a breakup or a divorce to do in order not to, as I said, hit rock bottom with confidence? Yeah, great question. Thanks, Alex. So um, the first thing I wanted to just say is you can't control anything that your ex is doing, they're saying, how they're behaving or anything. What you can do is control how you behave, what you say, what you write and how you show up. And I think that's really important. And how I uh, sort of coach my clients through the process is by getting them. So for example, you have your backyard and this is who we are and your ex has their backyard and that's who they are. And just to notice when you're thinking about your ex, basically you're hanging out in their backyard. So your energy is in their backyard, worrying about what they're doing, who they're seeing, you know, what they're saying to their lawyers, you know, how they're speaking to their kids. And every time you notice you're in their backyards, come back to yours, nourish yourself, feed yourself well, um, learn to do some meditation. I'm a really big um, supporter of meditation, whether it's going off to waterfalls and sparkles and unicorns, or just doing a mindfulness meditation, which is a breathing meditation or a body scan. And come back to your backyard so you're going to eat well, um, look after your mental well-being, so you either do some meditation, um, you emotionally as well, so just, uh, so uh, yeah, and physically like sleep as well, but emotionally do some writing, doing something creative, being purposeful, um, nurture, cherish, fertilize your backyard so really grow your confidence and it's so easy when we're going through a divorce to really sort of hang out everywhere else except for where we really need to be which is within ourselves so you know noticing if you're about to send an email and you're thinking about your ex what is he going to think of the email you're going to send and just just kind of send those thoughts away and come back to your email and just trust that, you know, if you have the intention to be kind and to work it out and to be purposeful, that that is the way forward. So my big thing is don't spend so much time thinking about your ex, come back to you. And as mothers, particularly and women, you know, it's so easy to worry about and think about everybody else. And actually during the divorce and uh, separation, I would really suggest come back to yourself and, um, just believe you can do it, you know, have, get some friends to write out six or seven words that they, um, they think about you, you know, like you're kind, you're, you know, you're fun, get, you know, just do a little experiment. So you have these words, so you know that people love you and they feel positive about you and, you know, and just remind yourself who you are but you can only remind yourself and work on yourself when you're really in your backyard, not hanging out the other one in your exes. And 
And just one thing, if your ex actually left you for somebody else, and this does happen so sadly, don't be thinking about the other person because you're going to be hanging out in their backyard as well. So keep coming back to looking after you every day, just showing up. Um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. It does. Thank you. It's beautiful what you said. Yes, coming back to the Thank you. To your own backyard. I love this analogy. It, it's great. Thank you. I wanted to kind of ask you something like similar to what you just said, because let's say, you know, the woman, for example, she has never been, I don't know, confident. She always had like some problems mm. with like self-worth. And then let's say the husband decided to finish the relationship and found like another partner so you know at mm. that moment when she was mm. already insecure and she kind of you know was hit with you know this kind of a message like you know you are really not good enough I found someone else I know this is just my like the story but you know when somebody yeah, already yeah. insecure they may think this way so how the person can lift herself up and find the strength to really nourish herself in this case in opposed to I don't know crying under the blanket like you know for weeks okay uh well first of all it's okay to cry under a blanket probably just not every day for weeks but you know if you're really feeling a sense of overwhelm and sadness and grief and you can have that day in bed you know give yourself permission to grieve I think it's really important we be with our emotions rather than going, oh, I feel really bad. I'm just, you know, I feel really sad today. So I'm going to get really, really busy. Just be with it. Write down how you're feeling. Um, because moving on, you're always going to have to look at this stuff. So you might as well do it going through the process rather than years and years time when you're in another relationship. So coming back to your question on confidence, I am a real big believer about, you know, how we talk to ourselves nobody can make you feel unworthy. It's whether we choose to allow their words to make us feel that way. And it's really big. This is like a really big, like huge pill to swallow for a lot of people. But actually, if you're ex this is about what your ex thinks. This is not the reality. And you can choose to take these words on, or you can actually say, you know what, actually, this is your stuff. I'm going to send this back to you with compassion, but actually I am going to choose to think otherwise. And as women particularly, a couple of stories, I remember one of the, I think it was the final nail in the coffin for me, um, when my ex-husband, who we're still very good, we're actually really good friends now, um, but there were moments towards the end and he said to me, why don't you just get off your fat backside and get some money in. And that affected me for a really long time. And because I chose to concentrate on that, what he was really saying was actually, he was just really, really worried about money just for the, you know, the company pretty much hit the wall. And, but I, I chose to hang, hang on to it. And it took me a lot of time to clear that. And so much so that I remember when I started working, I was so, um, I felt unworthiness you know I felt not good enough and I remember thinking oh my god I, how do I get out of this how do I stop feeling like this and literally my head was aching with this sort of beating myself up for not being able to um 
you know, look after myself, take control, be strong, you know, everybody goes, yeah, be strong. Oh my God, it is so difficult to be strong on some days. And I read somewhere, I can't remember where I read it. Anyway, and they said, write something on your hand or write down one phrase. And this is where sort of mantras and, you know, even a few words every morning you can write. And I used to write this down in the morning. I used to wake up, the alarm went off and I'd start writing 50 times. I am a good, strong, kind wonderful person or something like that. I can't remember it, but it was real sort of like, you are good and you are worthy and you are strong. And I used to write it down. So at the beginning of the day, I fully had this sort of in my conscious and, you know, my mind was kind of going, oh yeah, so she is, she's big and, you know, she's strong and she's, and I also used to write it on the palm of my hand. And I know it sounds just really basic, but I used to write it on the palm of my hand. And uh, I used to say it over and over again. If I went to, you know, the bathroom at work or, you know, I was sitting in the car, I would just say it over and over and over again, really imprinting those words, you know, in my mind and and small steps as well. Just be gentle with yourself if you don't get it right. Be mindful of how you speak to yourself, you know. We are, it's so easy for us to say, oh, I'm so stupid, I'm so this, I'm so that. And actually be really aware of the words. Um, and this is like a whole other conversation that I like when I'm coaching as well and, you know, how this all fits in. But really be mindful of the words you use and try and stop yourself. Notice when you're doing it and say, actually, instead of saying, I'm an idiot, just say, you know, actually, I'm just doing the best I can. And being sort of kind to yourself as well. Yeah, that's true. You said it's a completely different conversation. Like I do agree with you mm. because this is also like the work I do like with my clients. Our words create like our reality so much that like, you know, you said like it's pretty basic to, to write it down, but it was like amazing tip. And, uh, you know, we need to always start with the basics, right? So true. And so go. true. Okay, Tosh, so I would like to ask you now, what would you say is the biggest struggle for people when they go through a divorce? Can you say about, I don't know, one or two things that you experience as a, a divorce coach? What is the biggest struggle for them when they go through a breakup? I would say the biggest struggle is fear about money, you know, particularly for women, how if they haven't been working as well, if they've been, you know, working part time and uh, been bringing children up is the biggest struggle for people is the fear around money and uh, and being on their own and loneliness as well. So that, in my experience, those are the two big things that I probably do most work with. And I understand that when you work with people, you help them overcome those fears. Yes? Yeah, totally. So we kind of look at how the mind works, you know, how those divorce monkeys, how you know, how much time they take up uh, during the day and uh, and just putting like practices into place so you t- can really just come back to the present moment and, and know when your mind is taking over and the divorce my monkeys, I kind of talk about them a lot. So, um, you know, when they're, when they're most vocal and loud, uh, uh, yeah, just, and how as well, you know, that sense of loneliness, it's... Um, yeah, learning to live with yourself as well and and finding out how incredible you are. We sort of tend to forget as mums and caregivers and, 
you know, just how far down the pecking line our self-care is. So uh, I always think that divorce is not uh, an opportunity like sort of big life events to sort of make changes to your life and really learn more about yourself and to love yourself a whole lot more as well. So I love it. To learn to love yourself. Uh, absolutely. I, I love it. If you could say what is your number one tip for anyone who is going through a breakup or a divorce, what would that be? Your number one tip? My number one tip, I would say, is to paint or write where you would like to be at the end of the process. And for me, it was, um, I used to envisage this lovely green valley, verdant, bright, lovely green valley. And I just, and there was a big plowed field in between me and that valley. And each furrow was, you know, um, a step I had to go, I had to work through, uh, walk over in the process. So, uh, you know, in some days you get more mud stuck on your boots than others. And some days the mud drops off and you feel a bit lighter and some days you feel heavier. And my number one tip is just to take every day as it comes and not to rush. It's a process. And, um, you know, legally, it might be frustrating sometimes. Your ex might be frustrating for you or being difficult. But just just know my big thing is that the sky is always blue beyond the clouds. Lots of analogies today. <laughs> and I said that I said that to a, uh, a pilot. Um, I was working with a pilot and uh, I didn't know he was a pilot. And he said, and I said, yeah, the sky is always blue beyond the clouds. And he said, yeah, I'm a pilot. And he said, I'm never going to fly a plane through the clouds again <laughs> without thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. So true. Yes. Yeah. So my tip would be just to write down where you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. and really focus on those darker days you know there is an end to all of this and what would be your personal number one tip to increase confidence instantly what will be just this one golden nugget you can share with us in terms of confidence Okay, so this is like um, this is a tip that uh, uh, the amazing Louise Hay of Hay House books, and I really got good at looking in the mirror every morning, brushing my teeth, and just going, "I love you. I'm going to get you through this." And yeah, that sounds a bit sort of like you know, whatever. But actually, I was just like, I've got your back. I'm going to get you through this. And really learn to look yourself in the eye and talk to yourself like you are going to do this. And another one is exercise. Just get out and exercise, start running, walking up hills, get rid of some of that energy that the mind monkeys will hijack otherwise and turn it into negative thoughts. So exercise and telling yourself you love, you know, you or you even like yourself. If you can't tell yourself you love yourself, just say, you know, I like you and I am going to get you through this. Yes, I uh, love it. And I love Louise Hay and she's a very smart mm. woman. And uh, as, uh, some people, when they are skeptical and they kind of hear about her at the beginning, they may say like, whoa, but actually she's talking like basic principles of the world. Totally, totally. Okay, Todd, if you can share with us, like, you know, at the end, how people can connect with you, how people can find you, where we can find you. 
Okay, so I love my Instagram. I'm a, I love my, and I love the community on Instagram as well. So I'm on Instagram as at Divorce Goddess. And I'm also on as Tosh Britain as well. So you can connect me there. My website, www.divorcegoddess is um, available. And then you can sign up on there to um, sort of five kind of ways to have a divorce as well. So sort of a bit more information on um, uh, ways to be more mindful and kind uh, through your divorce as well, which is really helpful for you and the children and your ex. And I'm on Twitter as well as Josh Britton, I think, and LinkedIn. Yeah. And just give me a call. And I have a free Facebook group as well called Divorce Goddess Group, which is an amazingly wonderful, supportive, kind um, group online as well. So that's all there. Lovely. So thank you so much, um, Tosh. Like all the links to this episode will be in the show notes. So all the contact details for Tosh uh, we will put in the show notes. And also I've read uh, your five um, ways to on how to have like, you know, kind divorce and it's brilliant. So I recommend uh, you guys to grab this uh, as well. It's free and it's full of value. So thank you so much, uh, Tosh, for joining us today. It was a pleasure to have you on. Oh, thank you, Alex. I really appreciate it. Yeah, lovely, lovely being on your podcast and good luck with it. And uh, uh, your lucky listeners having such great, um, a great podcast as well and much confidence to you all. Uh, thank you, Tosh, once again. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you uh, did um, subscribe to the channel, so you will not miss next episodes. And also, if you like the show, it would be great. I would really appreciate you if uh, leave a review on iTunes. And also share with other people. They may be going through a divorce. They may be going through breakup and they may be be, you know, feeling lonely, struggling with lots of things. And Tosh shared like so many amazing tips with us today. So share it with your friends. Uh, you never know how it can impact um, another person. In the next episode, uh, it will be our sixth episode. I will bring another uh, amazing guest. The subject will be completely different to, to this one. And I look forward to present you the next episode with the next guest. Thank you so much and all the best to you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. To get started on your confidence journey, I invite you to grab free five-day email course, Confidence Rockstar. You will get five daily lessons sent directly to your mailbox, so you will have access to them anytime you like. You can grab this gift on the website, alexgrzybek.com forward slash five days. All of the links to this episode you will find in the show notes below. And one more thing. I want to invite you to my personal website, alexgrzybek.com, where you'll find other podcast episodes and more of the free resources to help you on your confidence journey. Bye for now, and I'll see you in the next episode.